0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Special thanks to BetterEdge.com. BetterEdge is the new place for everyone to start making sports bets. And the reason is you can bet at Better Edge with no VIG. That's right. VIG-free betting. Take away the house. Take away that little tax that makes it impossible for average betters to win money. Online, BetterEdge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com. Put in promo code Code sharp. That's sharp with a p. Promo code sharp. That's going to get you ten free dollars in your account to do whatever you want to with. So try trading, try the this new platform, and see how you like betting vig free. And it's really cool. Better Edge is not just an alternative to a sports book; it has a social component too. So you can follow your friends, start tournaments, play head-to-head matches. It's really cool. Online betteredge.com. That's b e t t o r edge.com. Promo code sharp. what's going on welcome into the sharp angle podcast thanks for joining us on a wednesday today is wednesday the 17th it is premier league wednesday a little soccer talk on today's podcast we'll talk about some recent news what have been some headlines in the premier league what are people talking about what's happening right now in the league and uh give an update on our power rankings Now, I'll give the top 10 on today's show, but if you want the full power rankings, follow us on Twitter at SharpAnglePod, and I'll post those after the show, 1 through 20, so you guys get the uh, complete list there. But uh, like I said, we'll start off with some news. What's been happening in the Premier League? Uh, International break is coming up, and Pep Guardiola thinks the international break is going to be disastrous for the Premier League, and I tend to agree. The international break, just to give a reminder is the time where international teams start to play their tournaments. Uh, United States, Mexico, Spain, Germany, those type of teams, right? And so players leave their club teams, go to their country teams, their national teams, and start playing then. And I think that what should happen this year is things should change. I don't believe the international break should take the same, first of all, the same lengthy break they usually take, but I think a lot of players should seriously reconsider playing in these national tournaments. Now I understand it means a lot to a lot of players and it means a lot to a lot of nations to have this in place, but I think it needs to be a collective effort, not just the English teams or the teams from the premier league but all of these teams need to come together and say, we are going to push back international play. We're going to push back the international break because I think it will be bad for the Premier League, Bundesliga, La Liga, and every major league in in the world. So that's the first piece of news. And there's not too much yet. There will be some un, some. Uh, some developing news the next week or so on that topic, but that is a big deal. The international break coming up, what's the Premier League going to do and what are other leagues going to do in concurrence with the Premier League? I think they need to push it back, but that is a big piece of news. If you live in the UK and uh, you like to watch the Premier League, every game will be televised now. So that's pretty cool. Every single game will be on TV due to no fans being in the stands. So that's kind of a new thing they're doing, offering every game on TV. All right, let's get to some manager talk. David Moyes, the manager of West Ham, so far, I think he's leading the pack for manager of the year. There have been several articles written about this. He's done the best so far with the least. If you look at all these teams, I understand Pep Guardiola, okay. He could be in the conversation. Um, I I even think, you know, uh, Graham Potter for Brighton, who's turned things around recently, they've looked really good, may be in the discussion. Um, old, Old Gunner, Old Gunner Solskjaer, you know, he's done really well with Man U. But I think the most obvious candidate would be David Moyes. West Ham, starting the year in my rankings, I think they were 16th. And uh, right now they are currently... Uh, ninth overall. So I know it's a it's a pretty big jump, but that's good to be in the top ten from where West Ham was a couple of years ago to where they are now. and it's it's really unique because some of their, you know some of their pieces who have stuck around for a long time, I think of their striker Antonio, you know he was average a couple of years ago, but they've all grown together and it seems like the players on that team make each other better. So David Moy is certainly right now the candidate for the manager of the year. and uh, speaking of managers, uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Julian Nagelman coming to the Premier League. Uh, Nagelman's currently the manager of Red Bull Leipzig, and you know Leipzig is currently playing Liverpool in the Champions League. So if you want to see what that team looks like, they play again here in a week or two. But Red Bull Leipzig is one of those teams who's always really, really dominant. They're in the uh, Bundesliga, obviously. They've been second fiddle to Bayern Munich and even Dortmund the last couple years, but this is a very good team getting better and better. And a lot of that credit does go to Nagelman. So these Premier League owners are taking notice, taking note, and I think we can expect to see him coming in, filling one of these roles on a mid-level team sometime the next year or two. So pro- managers are getting better and better in the Premier League. There was a long time there where it was questionable. Who has the best managers? La Liga, Bundesliga, uh, Serie A? Premier League, and right now I think it's clear, the Premier League is that league, and all of these other managers, when they get to a certain level, they want to come into the Premier League. Look at Thomas Tuchel. You know, he's he's managed all over the world, but Chelsea has an opening, and he immediately fills it. So, uh, good things happening in the Premier League in terms of managers. And last piece of, no, last piece of news here, again, sticking on managers, uh, going down one level to the Championship League, or the EFL, there are four main professional levels of soccer in England, the Premier League, the EFL, League One, and League Two. Uh, the EFL is the second league, like I said, and the uh, uh, Derby, Derby County Rams are currently in the uh, championship. Okay, Wayne Rooney, who a lot of you know, Wayne Rooney is the manager of Derby County. He just took over this year, brand new manager. Well, he was talking about how he wants VAR out of the Premier League. He thinks it's confusing. He often watches Premier League games and doesn't understand how or why the VAR gets to the decisions they do. And here's the thing. I think VAR... Is necessary. I think it's good. I love replay in sports, but I agree with Wayne Rooney that a lot of their decisions are questionable. There needs to be many more rules that are clearly defined. What is a penalty? What is a handball? What is a flagrant foul? Because when they go back and look at these things, I see all the time things that plays that look like a clear and obvious handball to me and it gets overturned or I'll see a player whose arm happens to be in the way. I'm like, there's no way that can be a handball and they end up having the penalty. You know, yesterday I was watching what game was that? Oh, it was a uh, uh, PSG and Barcelona in the, uh, uh, champions league, but either way, you know, they were fighting. They got their feet tangled up on a long pass over the top. Uh, Barcelona's players, he tripped himself pretty much. I, the back of his foot hit the back of his other leg and he fell down. And I'm watching it going, there's no way in hell they're going to give a penalty here. And they gave a penalty. Now that's Champions League. That's not the Premier League. But the idea that Wayne Rooney's trying to get across is that it's inconsistent. That VAR is not a good thing for the Premier League. I don't agree. I think VAR is good. I think it's here to stay. I think it should be here to stay. But I do also believe the Premier League needs to get better at defining what is a handball, flagrant foul uh uh um offsides, things like this. You know, these clear what should be clear, it it should be obvious to all of us. So, you know, I agree with one part of that with what he's saying. Get it together. But in terms of abolishing VAR, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. I think we need it. So all right, that does it for the news in the Premier League. Um, Let's get to some power rankings updates. I will give my top 10 right now. If you guys are interested in the full set of power rankings, go to Twitter, give us a follow at Sharp SharpAnglePod, uh, and we'll put the full list up there. So, all right, let's get to our top 10 power rankings. Number 10 in the Premier League, the Wolverhampton Wonders. Uh, the Wolves look good this season. You know, they started off questionable defensively, but, you know, that roster that's been banged up, uh, they still have uh, uh, Raul Jimenez is injured but the Wolves are a good team. And right now with the lack of depth and with what they have going on inside the locker room, uh, you got to give it to the Wolves. Staying afloat, good staff, good team, number 10 overall. Number nine, West Ham. We talked about them earlier, at least their manager, David Moyes. They have greatly exceeded expectations this team this year. The one team who's exceeded expectations the most and the one team who has risen up my power rankings the most, West Ham. Number eight is Arsenal. And this is strictly because of their talent. And uh, I guess I should say before I qualify why these teams are where they are, You know, this is a a math-based system. So I don't put in anything where I think these teams should be, or it's like I go in and I edit it and I say, you know, I think Arsenal should be higher. I think West Ham should be higher, things like that. It's just purely math spitting this out at me. So I often get these power rankings. And it's like, Oh, interesting. I think this team should be higher, but Hey, that's what the math says. So Arsenal right now, I believe they're number eight because of their talent. I mean, they have, I am not a fan of Mikel Arteta. I think that, you know, he was heralded as the premier league manager of the year or the month in January, how he's turning that team around. I think he's the next premier league manager to go. I think he's greatly underachieving. And for the talent that Arsenal has, they are not performing this year. So good team, poor results, bad staff, I think is a, a big reason. Arsenal number eight. Number seven is Everton. And for a team who started so fast this year, they've kind of plateaued. You know, I think they've reached their peak or at least they reached a month or so ago. But I have a lot of faith, faith in uh, uh, Carlo Ancelotti. You know, I think that he's probably right now the most underrated manager in the entire Premier League. His track record of turning teams around and getting them to stay at a certain spot, if not rise in, in the standings, he's great. So, you know, Everton has a lot to be uh, excited for. This is the team that I think has a lot to... Uh, develop. They can grow in a, lot, in a lot of areas. And for being a young team, if they can stay intact, look for them to rise and, and, and compete for European soccer the next couple of years. But uh, right now, number seven for Everton. Number six, Leicester City. Uh, Leicester right there in this main, you know, kind of cluster of teams in between eight and four, but a uh, very good overall team. When they want to play defense, I mean, they're one of the elite teams, but sometimes they are a little bit inconsistent. Uh, Leicester, number six. Tottenham, number five. Talk about consistency. That's the main issue for the Hotspur. I mean, at the beginning of the year, when Jose Mourinho took over, it's like, wow, this team looks really good, really consistent. They can play with the big boys. They don't drop any points against the the teams at the bottom of the table but things changed. And then 2021 came along, and they've been inconsistent and haven't scored goals, and Harry Kane was injured. So there are question marks to Tottenham, how good they can be. Right now, though, uh, number five. Number four, Chelsea. And the only reason Chelsea's number four is because the three teams ahead of them are elite. But Chelsea's played very well this year. I think they're finally clicking, as I said earlier in the podcast, Thomas Tuchel taking over. He's not making the players comfortable. One of the great things about Tuchel is he comes in, people are wondering, what's their role in the team? What's the, you know, where are they going to Fit in, and I think that they that makes Chelsea good. I think that you know it could be a good or a bad, but right now it's a positive for Chelsea. Now I don't know where certain players fit in. It doesn't look like Thomas Tuchel loves playing Christian Pulisic, so will certain players be on the move? Is this team going to look different soon? Possibly, but right now Chelsea number four, number three Manchester United. Uh This is going to be a close race for the for the title this year. I think Man City's the clear favorite, but Man U. They're, they have made up the gap, at least between them and Liverpool. Now, I do think Man City's taken another step ahead this year, but Man, Man United has done so well. Again, I mentioned old Gunnar Solskjaer putting together a great staff, using his subs and his bench so well. I think Man U right now is the one team that people need to be talking about more. Man U, number three. Number two is Liverpool, and there's a clear distinction between number one and number two in this league. Uh, number one is Man City. And, you know, Liverpool last year for winning the league, they are having a huge letdown this year. I mean, they have looked flat out, you know, average the last couple of games out. Now, this is not an average team. They're well above average, but they need to step it up. They need to start playing much, much better. And it's not defensive, it's offensive, and it's the goalie. It's like both ends of the of, of the field. They need to get much better finishing at, at the top of the field. And guys like Sadio Mane, uh, uh, why am I... Blanking on the little striker. Uh, Mo Salah, you know, they they need to be better. They need to finish and score more goals. I think there was a four or five game stretch there where they didn't score any goals. But on the other end, Allison, Liverpool's goalie, he's had a terrible couple weeks. I mean, a couple of their losses are on his shoulders. I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool makes a goalie change this year or mid-year, end of the year. I don't know, but he's looked so bad and he's a big reason why Liverpool's not doing well. And it's rare that you say that, that a goalie sticks out as being the reason a team is so is underperforming so much, but it's clear that Liverpool's goalie, Allison has had a terrible year. And number one, like I said, Man City, no big surprise here. They are pretty much the consensus number one for most major power rankings out there, wherever you look. Uh, they you know, they, there's not much to be said here. They play the best defense. They they, they have clearly the best overall roster. Pep Guardiola is, <laughs> he's hungry. He has a point to make this year. And uh, that's being clearly displayed in, in the way Man City's playing. So Man City number one overall. Again, if you guys want a full list of the power rankings, follow us on Twitter at Sharp Angle Pod. I will post that right after today's show. Whatever you have going today, tonight, good luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle Podcast.